Hey everyone, and welcome back to another special episode of the Class 1A Podcast. My name is Andrew Nimbler, and you may know me as Advert, and the reason I need to make sure you know my hero name is because Dylan Beal, aka Fanfic, is finally going to live up to his name, because this week, we will be each going through and doing a little book report on a fanfic based off Dylan's recommendations. So, that's going to be something super, super exciting to go, but before we get to that, He'll be leading most of this chapter, talking most of the time this time. You won't have to hear my voice too much. You may have heard a brand new opening song for us. We went out and got this commission for our podcast because we figured we should stop using the official ones and get our own music finally. We'll have an ending as well, but we got this done by Unknown Studios on Fiverr. They also had a YouTube channel. Neither one of them are going to have very clean links that I could just tell you, so they're both going to be linked in the YouTube video and the podcast description, so make sure to go check that out if you want an awesome anime intro for whatever you're doing or just want some awesome anime songs. He does anything specialized around anime, and he did a fantastic job for this, and we are both obsessed with it. But on top of that, all the normal stuff, make sure to leave the five-star reviews on podcastings, subscribe on YouTube, all the normal stuff that helps us so, so much. But you guys are not here to listen to us talk about that. You're listening. You're here to listen to us talk about my hero academia fanfics for whatever reason let's get into that yeah um i've been really excited about this episode so the the way i want to preface this is just stay with us just stay with us like come along for this journey uh because it's 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 interesting and it's going to lead places you didn't expect it to lead uh so i just wanted to give like a quick intro over like i guess uh like fanfic so it's it's huge it's way bigger than you think it is actually um, and surprisingly, a lot more safer work than you think as well. Um, so specifically, we went on archive of our own. And for My Hero Academia, it has like 150,000 entries. It is a lot. There's a lot there to read. And so we picked a few of the biggest My Hero fanfics. And, you know, like Andrew said, we're going to give a little book report for you just to kind of give you a sense of what we got into. Um, but I just want to give a primer, like a little primer on My Hero fanfic. So my hero fanfic basically asks a couple questions. Um, most of the fanfic falls into these categories. What if Deku stayed quirkless? Okay. What if Deku actually did have a quirk? What if Deku and this other person fucked? And what if Bakugo was actually a wolf or a dog boy? 99% of all my hero fanfic can be put into those four uh, categories. Um, it's kind of funny because uh, like you look on the top one and it's literally just all of them. It's just it's just one of those. Um, I don't know what's what's up with Bakugo being a wolf or a dog boy, um, but that's just a really common theme. It just he's. I mean, he kind of has the sharp teeth, which might help a little bit. I, I guess, but like it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know either. I'm glad I did not see any. Yeah, of but they're but they're all incredibly long, and I guess this is just a byproduct of it being a like a like a weekly or a monthly release release and so like the way that this actually comes out is they don't just you know blast an entire book worth of content at you at once it's they kind of write it chapter by chapter and when you're doing that and you're updating it and people are following along you end up with just these monstrosity harry potter length like series uh, it's it's crazy um so a lot of them are incredibly long uh but that's that's just a super quick primer and we went into two specific ones and i'll let andrew take the first one yeah, so I have my notes here. So, like, kind of given my opinion, 
Dylan, obviously, his hero name is Fanfic. I'm Adford. I have never had anything to do. I have never read a fanfic in my life. I've been super into a lot of different fandoms. Harry Potter, all that kind of stuff growing up. Star Wars, a lot of the things were you'd think there'd be non-canon, fandom, all that kind of stuff. I had never read a fanfic before this. And going into this, I was very, very worried about doing so. Because I thought all fanfic was what if, what if Baku was a wolf-ass dog boy? Or what if these characters fucked? Like, that's all I ever thought fanfic was. So what Dylan Helby did is he filtered out. And I picked one of that falls in the category of what if Deku stayed corkless. So I'll give you a little bit of background information, kind of a summary of it, and then some of my thoughts and all that. But it's called Deku question mark. I think he's some hero. It's by my head in the clouds, not clouds, clouds, C-O-U-D-S, not coming down. It was first released in like the beginning of 2020, and it was just updated two days ago. It is at 69 total chapters. Nice. I think I'm at like chapter 16, 17, so I'm about a fourth of the way through it because it is literally almost the length of the Half-Blood Prince in the Harry Potter series. It is 140,000 words, so I'm sorry I couldn't commit to the entire Harry Potter book in a week, but it was a little long for me to get all the way through it. So I'm going to keep reading through it, though. So prefacing all this, I am going to continue reading this because I enjoyed it enough, and it is incredibly safe for work so far. Cannot promise the entire way. But pretty much it goes on with what if All Might watched the green hair boy walk away after going and trying to save Bakugo and not being able to do it himself, realizing that the boy had hero potential, but wasn't good enough and too reckless. And then pretty much Deku goes on to become a hero analysis for underground heroes, which then turns into him getting into UA and going on all these different adventures. So... About 16 chapters in so far, I think it does a really good job of how they write out heroes interacting. So right now, Deku pretty much starts with the underground, which involves Miss Joke, Mr. Brave, which is a hero we get mentioned like once in the series, have no really information on him, so he's basically an OC, um, Sir Night Eye, and then Aizawa are going to be the couple ones that they interact with. And they do a really good job of voicing out and interacting with how they actually would. It, you have to take a second back because it's much more of a hero relationship that pretty much for the first seven months that they're all talking just an I am kind of versions, they all think Deku's some retired um, pro hero that he's super old and all that kind of stuff. And then when they finally meet in person to help go raid, the whole dynamic kind of shifts and that's how they recommend him into UA and all that. And... For the most part, they write out how the characters would do really well. Aizawa's a little more strict and to the point, but he also has that dad mentality you see sometimes. Miss Joke makes me laugh almost every single time she writes. Even my girlfriend was reading over the shoulder, laughing at some of the interactions between Aizawa and Miss Joke. And then even Sir Night Eye and so on. And we've been introduced now to Mirio. They did the deck who ended up getting into the recommendation exam instead of the general course um, because he was recommended by 15 pro heroes. So... Um, he interacted with Ida before he went that. Momo, um, Isa, um, not Isa, um, Shoto, all kinds of different people like that. And every single time you're introduced to a new character we already know, they interact the exact way you'd expect them to in a canon material. So I think they do a fantastic job of that. So that's pretty much what my favorite part is. And just overall, the approach you're taking is very interesting. Pretty much they've already kind of gone on that Mirio is going to be the all-for-one successor. We actually just were introduced to Mirio in this last chapter. So I'm assuming that's going to start setting up some of that. And Deku is probably going to figure out, because he's basically a genius in this world, that 
offscoring can be passed down, all that kind of stuff. So a very different approach to um, that one. And then the reasons that I'm not, or what's kind of holding up the very small issues I have with it is, Bakugo is pretty much a bigger asshole than he is in the first season of the regular anime, which is pretty big. At some point, he gave Deku a serious concussion just because he didn't see him after school for a couple days. Like, he's much more harsh than he is. And the series kind of addresses, like, the mental trauma he has with Bakugo, but they haven't flushed that out too well. But it's an interesting dynamic that's much more extreme. And it focuses much more on a 14-year-old hanging out with a bunch of professional heroes, which is super cool. So, I think it has a lot of potential going forward because we're about to... He's been accepted into UA. He's going to meet Class 1A in a couple of weeks, I'm assuming. So, it's probably going to be a couple more chapters for me. So, it'll be really interesting at that point. And that's when I get a little afraid that they might start going down a not safe for work at some point or a lot of these more ships if you're not into that as much as I am. Like for me, I'm reading this because it's just a really fun story so far, but I am getting little hints here and there that it might start becoming shipping heavy, so I want to put that out there. But overall, I've just been rambling for 10 minutes, I feel like. It's fantastic to read. It does the universe a really good job, and I would recommend it for anyone that hasn't read fanfic is interested in my hero, but isn't interested in anything not safe for work or ship heavy because it has none of that in the first 20,000, 30,000 words. So I think the thing that got me the most excited about it is when you were talking about Miss Joke being in a lot, uh, because like one of my favorite things that I think is really awesome for, for fan fiction is whenever you have these characters that you don't get to interact with a lot, but they're fan favorites. Um, it's like perfect yeah. avenues and especially if the author is really good at writing it just it's awesome because it's just like i get more to this character that i really like in different in different scenarios yeah because it is so it's now the first couple of chapters is pretty much all just now a natural story with first couple of chapters were just im messages between deku and the bunch of heroes and now it's telling full stories he's doing internships at different agencies all that kind of stuff but they did a good job of really getting that Aizawa joke relationship that we love so much that we didn't see much of, but how they kind of the flirting, jerking, trying to marry, like that humor is very good, but also just how all four of them interact. The humor, the how the writer writes this, she's really good with humor. So that's something I really appreciate and that helps flush it out is that I feel like once every other chapter, I probably laugh out loud, literally. Like, yeah, that was like a really good line or a really good moment or something like that. So they do, it is a really good writing. There's a couple of moments where... A paragraph or two doesn't make sense, so they rush through or don't do a good job. But overall, it's very funny writing, and it's very clear, and it flushes out what you need to without over-explaining everything because you're reading a My Hero fanfic, so you should understand 90% of what you're reading already. So, I don't know. I, I'm very excited to keep going, and I almost want to give progress updates on it because I'm going to read all this at some point. Unless it starts getting really bad, I'm going to read this. I want to keep kind of giving updates on it and kind of giving more... Like Dylan, I'm looking at Dylan though. He has so much more notes and all that kind of stuff than I do. So I just kind of came in here excited to talk about um, a cool fanfic, but I don't have much else, Dylan. Unless you have any. No, questions. um, I, I I think uh I think that was a really good like little insight into it because I I'm definitely excited that you enjoyed it. I was a little bit worried, just like you were, that uh that you were gonna like not really be super into it. Um, but you know, I'm I'm definitely glad that you found a story that's really good, and I I would definitely say to everyone else who has a similar mindset of Andrew, there is lots and lots of stories like this. Just very low to the ground, what if scenarios that like 
don't really speculate on a lot of things. It's just kind of like a what if, and it's uh, it, it it's just different scenarios that don't get too fantastical either, um, which I really yeah. Like. Pretty much how I see this is it's like one of Marvel's what if series. Like I, I can't think Marvel's like just announced like they're doing like a whole series on like the one offs of like how if this ter- pit character turned bad and all that. It is just a one off series true to the lore of if Deku just didn't get All Might's quirk and how the world would have shifted and how Deku would have found his way into being the world's greatest hero without All Might's quirk. It's pretty much all it is. And yeah, like Dylan was even saying that, I would recommend this to even a casual My Hero fan. If you're caught up on the anime, you don't want to read the manga, but you kind of want more. There hasn't been any spoilers so far that I've gotten to. Again, I can't speak to anything in the last chapters, but the first couple chapters have no spoilers. It is just an alternate universe that if you just want more hype, my hero, without ruining the manga, I'd go recommend this to just about anyone. All right, so I guess uh, I guess I'll pick it up with this yeah. with this next one. So let's get a fan. Yeah, so at least at least my background with with fanfic is I like despite the name, um, I actually haven't been super into it um, or read a whole lot, um, just very lightly, and especially my hero, I've really never gotten into. Um, and actually, a friend of the show, uh, Ian, who does uh, Mechadu podcast, um, actually recommended getting into My Hero fanfic. Surprisingly, really good. Um, so, let me go into a little bit of background on this one. So, this one is History Has Its Eyes on You. Uh, it's by Alone in the Rain, and uh, she has done a lot of Marvel fanfics and a few My Hero ones. Um, this one in particular is Future Fic. Um, so it's kind of about like the future of the My Hero universe. Uh, so a lot of speculation on it, um, and it's fluff, a hundred percent fluff. There's not a real story to it. Um, it's just kind of like it, it's literally a filler episode. Um, but I think that's what makes it really great. So this came yeah. out in 2017 in October 26. So to kind of contextualize when this came out, it was about midway through season three in terms of like the manga. Um, so this is like the hero billboard stuff. So like that was going on the hero billboard stuff, you know, uh, in the manga at this time. So that's the latest that they know about. They don't know about anything else past that. So if you're caught up on the show, you're contextually, you're, you're in a perfect position for this. And it was just a one-off. Um, more or less, it was a one-off. It came out very quickly. So this is incredibly safe for work. And honestly, all things considered, it being in the future and stuff, and having a lot of speculation, it's pretty lore friendly actually, uh, which is which is funny. So yeah, again to preface this, um, there is I'm I'm gonna say some things because they made some assumptions about the future. I'm not going to comment on anything past where we're at in the anime. So manga listeners uh, or manga readers, uh, when things come up and I say things, you'll you'll kind of catch on. Um, but I'm not going to spoil anything uh, for non-manga readers. So, the plot of this. It's class 3A. They call them 3A, not 1A, obviously, because it's in the future. Um, but they're having their 10-year anniversary reunion. Um, it's a fic that's a compilation of small, like, vignettes that are leading up to it. And sprinkled throughout is, like, kind of social media posts. So you'll have, like, a big block of, of an actual story. And then you'll have, like, a Twitter comment section below it. Uh, and they kind of break it up that way. It's really, really cool. And some of the small heroes or small stories that they have is like the hero ball. Uh, Bakugo and Deku are having lunch doing like hero paperwork. Uh, there's a game night. Uh, they go to a fashion show. You know, just very fluffy kind of things. 
Yeah. So let me get down to the goods. Uh, basically, this is all like the new information that they give us. So hero ranks. Deku's number one, obviously. Bakugo, number two. Todoroki, number four. And overall, six out of the ten top heroes are all from, from class uh, 3A. Do you know who beat out uh, Todoroki? No, uh, I don't know. They they just kind of gave those three. Okay. And so they also gave hero names to a bunch of heroes who currently don't have names. So Bakugo is Detonation. Uh, Shinzo is Mind Blank. Aoyama is Prince Charming. And Todoroki is uh, Polarize. I really like Shinzo's Mind Blank. I think it's a I love really, Shinzo. really cool name. It's actually really cool. Aoyama's isn't bad either. Prince Charming very much goes with it. And Todoroki's Polarize. I think all three of those are just absolutely cool. And the detonation, any Bakugo, Bakugo's hero name is just something that has to do with explosions. Like, cool. That's kind of just a given. Mm-hmm. But the other three are just phenomenal names. I, I loved Mind Blank when I read through your note. I'm like, I want that to be canon it's now. just such a cool name, um, and I, I definitely really appreciate them giving like actual like very cool names and a lot of thought into them. So there's a couple ships. There is a couple ships. It's not like a very like uh, ship heavy, but like it's a future fic, and so you kind of have to like say like who ended up with who. Um, it's Jiro and Momo, Deku and Todoroki, Kirishima and Bakugo, and maybe Fra- Froppy and Uraka. Uh, they're kind of light on on if that is true or not. These are awful. These are just not good. That that's <laughs> my biggest gripe with it is I hate these ships. I think like if you want to make a stretch, I think Kirishima Bakugo is a the only thing I would be slightly okay with, and I'm still stretching there. Um, I agree. Deku Todoroki has no relationship or chemistry at all. I hate it. Uh, so Shinzo joins the class uh, in their second year after Mineta flunks out. That was my favorite bullet of all this. That makes me so... That's such a good little it's point. It's so funny. It's like... It's an incredibly funny line uh, because the way that it's told is through... I think it's like a... It's a biography on the class, like talking about their rise to fame um, because they get really famous in their third year, which is why they're called Class 3A. Um, but it has that little note in there and it's it's incredibly funny uh, because, you know, ever since uh, the tournament arc and Shinzo is just saying that he... He, he wants to be a real hero, and he's kind of coming for the class. Um, everyone's, like, out for this has been Mineta flunks out. Everyone hates Mineta. Shinzo gets in. <laughs> uh, Jiro um, is a radio show host. Aoyama is a fashion designer. Bakugo is a teacher at UA. And Eraserhead is the principal of UA. The last two I really like. I like Bakugo kind of, like, coming together and, like, becoming a teacher um, it's really cool. So the the scene that they paint for that to happen is Bakugo's like talking to Deku, um, and he's he's like kind of like living living out his PTSD because he's like this is really messed up what we had to go through. Like you know this shouldn't have been high school for a lot of people. Uh, hero world the hero world is really really tough, and kids nowadays like they have no idea what's coming. And Bakugo kind of steps up and he says he wants to kind of like harden the students against like all the dangers of the villains like in the world and it's like weird because it's like a very bakugo take on wanting to help others uh and yep. I, I really really like that and then racer uh, racer head is the principal is just it's really good um yeah. I love that. so here's here's some story highlights so here's some of the stuff in the story that i i i really liked so deku and todoroki have a small blonde dog named bakugo 
which anyone who follows our Twitter saw the, the little snippet that I gave. Um, I, I, when I read it at first, I was confused. I thought they written, because that's like the first thing that happens is like Deku wakes up and like Bakugo comes in and they keep saying that. I'm, I'm worried the whole time that they wrote this, this fic just as Bakugo was a dog. And I'm getting really nervous at this point. Um, <laughs> but he comes in and I think later on, so the dynamic they have is they have like a really big house because they're the top two heroes. So they're rich. They're incredibly rich. And a bunch of the class, whenever they're doing hero patrols in the area, they just, like, crash there at, in, like, one of the guest rooms. Um, and during this, Bakugo is actually there. And he's, like, mad. He's like, I can't believe you you named that dog after me. I hate you guys. Uh, so uh, while he's, like, crashing there, uh, Bakugo is, like, having a nightmare. Uh, specifically about when he was captured by the villains. Um, and instead of All Might coming in, Deku actually comes in in his place. Um, but he, like, gets attacked by Shigaraki and dies, like, right there. And, like, Bakugo wakes up and he's all, like, you know, freaked out about it. And this is when he has that conversation I was telling you about, be about becoming a teacher. Um, and I thought this was kind of interesting, because, like, going forward from this, the press kind of view Bakugo really is, in, like, the endeavor um, of that time. Like, he's, like, really kind of, like, mean to the press. And he's, like, really shocked that he actually wants to be a teacher. And I think it kind of lives up to that dynamic of, like, uh, you know, you had All Might and Endeavor, and then obviously the kind of successors into those those roles is the number one and two are clearly Deku and Bakugo. Even personality-wise, they're very similar. Um, and then after this, they they all they go to All Might, and All Might owns like a little country home with like a little orchard. It's really nice, and the class goes and visits him. He's like a frail old man at this point, um, and it's like a little sad. Um, but it's really nice because, like, he's just there. He's picking apples and stuff. And the the, the following uh, little social media post thing um, that's after his story is All Might is emailing Inko about baking tips. And he's like, you know, I got all these apples. I want to make apple pie. And I, I just can't do it. It's so hard. I can't believe I've stopped, you know, the world's greatest villains, but I can't make an apple pie. Anyways, sending that. my love. By the way, I saw Deku. I think we should talk to our boy about uh, getting grandchildren soon. And Aww. it's really, it's really nice because like he's he's such a sweet guy, and they convey that really well um, through through these. And he has like this weird relationship with Inko, and the fact of like he's basically Deku's dad, uh, which is it, it, it's really funny and it's very very sweet. Um, and I I really like these parts with All Might because it it really shows the sweet side of All Might, which he does have a lot of uh, really good scenes in in My Hero Proper. So I'm glad that they added even more here. So there is also like a section of where they have like a listing of like they have a listing of a fanfic website, but it's fanfics within that universe. So it's like this weird like inception level of like fanfic within fanfic, and I think it's it, it was really cool when I saw it because uh, they have this like conversation of like oh yeah writing a villain fanfic of heroes is like a villain swap ones. Is actually in really poor taste and heroes don't like it because essentially you're you're injecting like what if like these heroes were bad guys but you know in yeah. this world heroes are real and they like see these things and i think that's like one interesting i i think i really liked about this is they kind of talk about like you know fanfic and cosplay and like hero hero like ner nerddom i guess in in my hero which is something they don't really go into all that much in 
in uh in my hero proper but it's a thing that would exist right like there would be like this pop culture around heroes like clearly deku is like the shining example of what that looks like but they're getting to it from like a more practical perspective of like yeah of course people are going to be going to cons dressed up as like their favorite heroes and stuff um so i thought that was really really like interesting thing to throw in there and then the whole story concludes at like this anniversary party that they have um it's incredibly short the party itself most of it's actually like the night after they have it at all might's little orchard and they all camp out in the backyard and most of the scene is like them waking up and getting breakfast they're like hungover um they're like drinking coffee they're just like kind of talking with each other like getting ready for work because they all have to go you know be heroes in the real world and it was an incredibly sweet scene and i could have seen it in the show itself it reminded me a lot of those uh those episodes of where we have like the entire class like in the dorm like just chilling in their pjs talking or something it's exactly a scene like that and i feel like we haven't gotten a lot of that recently and it was nice to have it here so my notes overall the character tones like you said andrew with yours are really well done all the characters actually sound like themselves which is really weird because uh i I don't know if uh, you go into like fanfics with like your quality bar assuming it's going to be lower than it is um but i i just get blown away on how well people write some of these characters and how the voices sound exactly the same and some of the exchanges like through deku and bakugo incredibly incredibly realistic for their dynamic if they were 25 like they kind of move like bakugo slowly has been moving past the like meanness he's not really mean anymore he's more just like harsh and crass and they they had that growth done super super well i think um but like obviously he's still bakugo like one scene he calls deku a green-headed fuck which is just (laughs) it's really funny but it's exactly something he would say like you know obviously outside of swearing but i really like the mixed mediums too it was really really cool and made it a super easy read so having like the the big stories broken up by like a twitter post was a really cool way to kind of ground it and give you a lot of good information in a different medium uh, there's like a group chat that's called Aizawa's Angels that the class has together, which is really funny. Um, and there's like even a section on uh, Momo Kreaty. She's on Twitter tweeting about like how she's like upset that there's like a different um, standard for female heroes and they are like being sexualized and stuff. I think that's really cool because the whole section was literally like five tweets, but it conveyed this really like interesting message of like, Things that we're all thinking, you know, like whether it's Momo or uh, Midnight on like how they're kind of sexualized in in the context of My Hero um, and how like they feel about it. So I, I thought that was super cool. And overall, it just like fleshes out the world and grounds it really well. Like I was telling you, like, what does media look like or fanfic or, or conventions or cosplay look like in the My Hero universe? Um, and it's super cool. Uh, there's like this scene of uh i i think it's like a like a tumblr it's like a tumblr comment section and someone's like oh yeah i'm just like a little worried because like you know i know deku is like a big hero nerd and i'm worried that he like reads his tag um and and someone (laughs) below is like yeah uh i really hope he doesn't uh i like i've written some not so so okay things and then below that is like official deku i've seen everything which is which is really funny because like i i think they kind of downplay his like hero nerdness a lot later on in the show like like clearly like early on and like when we see him in the dorm and stuff he has like all the old might stuff and whenever we're introduced to a new new hero he just like rattles off like oh yeah that's so and so and here's their quirk and here's all this stuff 
And we don't really get a lot of that when we start going further on. Obviously, in lieu of like, you know, him actually being a hero rather than just a fan of heroes. Um, but it's really nice to kind of bring that back into the story a little bit. Um, overall, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. It's 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 very short. Contrary to all the other uh, fanfic out there, you could probably read this in a sitting. Um, it's not super super long, uh, and it's it's a really cool medium. I I really like how they injected like the social media posts in there. It it was incredibly unique and interesting, and you know I just I I I miss just like hanging out with the class, just having like a normal time rather than just constantly fighting. And so this is a really good yeah. departure from it. Um, and even though I didn't gain anything story wise, it, it didn't matter because I had a good time. That sounds really good, actually. Too. I was I mean, now that you kind of walk me through a lot of it, I don't know if I'd actually go back and read it. But I mean, it sounds very much up my alley as well and just kind of reassuring that we'll see if one i ever get through deco i think he's a pro hero and two if i have the urge to go back for more but just knowing that there's okay like a one sitting another kind of fluff story like that sounds like something i'd read like that sounds like something a normal my hero fan would be interested in which again it was still what my favorite part of this episode is and something i want everyone to take home is Yes, reading any kind of fandom makes you a bigger weeb. It makes you more of a nerd than you would be if you didn't read any fandom, if you're just a normal My Hero fan that watches the anime. But it doesn't mean you have to be a degenerate to like fanfic, which is what I have those connected. I had degenerates and fanfic connected in my head. And I'm sorry to anyone that that insults, but that's just how, like, I'm still new to the world of anime. Like, My Hero is the first anime series I've really got into the fandom about, and I've obviously now I'm doing a podcast about it. So... It's that you can just find normal stories about fanfic makes me so excited and makes me think of you less of a degen for your hero name being fanfic Dylan. Yeah. When you when you first told me that, I worried about you. <laughs> so um, I I just also want to preface this. There's gonna come a time of where the manga is gonna end, and all the side stories are gonna end, and the anime is gonna end, and we're gonna be left without content. That it might be a long time from now. It might be a really long time from now. But there's gonna come a day where we're out of content, and when all you my hero uh, watchers, listeners, fans are fiending, you're fiending for that content. Fanfic is gonna be there for you. It is gonna be sitting there. It's gonna be ready to be read um, and enjoyed. And I know, like looking at other fandoms, people are still gonna write it. People are still gonna write it well after shows end. Oh yeah. Um, so I and I think that's what's great about it is because it's. It's just this huge pool of if you want to dive back in and get more content, it's it's there. It's always there. It's it's awesome. So thank you very much for the suggestion and getting into that and helping me along down. I think this was awesome. I I hope other people enjoyed it as well. And fuck, I mean, this is something I do again. If people really enjoy this. You guys really want us to kind of talk through other new um fanfics and all that. I'm not against doing this every so often, just doing a random video or kind of summarizing one obviously i didn't do quite as good of a job of breaking it down as dylan did but i didn't know i needed to be that prepared so i'll definitely be more prepared the next time but this is fun to talk about and if it's something other people are interested in learning more about and kind of want me and dylan almost to vet fanfics for you guys i'm not against it it sounds fun to me what do you yeah, think dylan? I, i'd definitely be down for it definitely let us know if you enjoyed this or if you hated it yeah but with that i think we don't have much else to say for today so we're going to wrap up this week's episode of class 1a Again, please make sure to follow us on twitter.com slash class1apod, youtube.com slash class1a, 
and just leaving five-star reviews, liking the video, leaving comments, all that helps us so much. And it means the world to us because I've always said we're making the content for you. So hearing your feedback always helps us make better content. But with that, we'll be wrapping up the show. Make sure to listen to a brand new awesome outro and we'll see you guys next week.